Hi, welcome to Pomper Reels. I'm your host, Nia. And on today's episode, I'll be covering Zola, which came out in 2020 at Sundance and in 2021 debuted in theaters. Stay tuned. The plot summary for Zola is as follows. A shipper named Zola embarks on a wild road trip to Florida. This review will be a coffee chat, so it'll be about 15 minutes or less. I don't want to go too much in detail about it, as I think that if this film interests you in the slightest bit, go ahead and go to theaters and watch it. Give it a try. I think that the actors in this film, in particular Taylor, I think she did a very good job at her portrayal in this film, and it definitely deserves a watch. If you're looking for a spoiler warning, there won't be one in this episode because I don't spoil anything. Also, it's kind of hard to spoil this movie when the tweets have been out about the film since 2015. Uh, That being said, if you just want to know if I like the film or not, then go ahead and finish this podcast. Zola is a film that is based on a true story told on a uh, popular Twitter thread in October 2015, spanning about 148 tweets by Asia Zola King. Now, I remember when the tweets came out in 2015, I was very active on my Twitter and it was called hashtag the story. It was very captivating. Each tweet just got more suspenseful and more drama uh, unfolded and more crazy antics. So from remembering the tweets back then, it was like a big deal and talking about my friends at that time to here we are in 2021, it's finally made its debut uh, to theaters. I really, I was really excited for it and um, I just got back from seeing it. So I'm really excited to talk about it. So let's dive in it, shall we? Zola stars Taylor Page as Zola. You may have previously seen her in the TV show Hit the Floor, the most recent movie Boogie or Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Riley Keogh, who is also in The Lodge and American Honey, she plays Stephanie. Coleman Domingo, who who plays uh, X, he was previously in... Also in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Euphoria, and The Butler. Nicholas Braun, who was in the TV show Succession and the Stanford Prison Experiment, plays Derek. And Jason Mitchell, who plays Dion, was in Detroit and Shredder Compton. This also features a cameo uh, cameo appearance by T.S. Madison as Hollywood. Zola is a dark comedy slash drama about a shipper named Zola, played by Taylor Page, who goes on a trip with her new friend Stephanie, played by Riley Keogh, to dance in Florida and get some, you know, easy money kind of quick. And quickly, things are not what they seem, and Zola endures a weekend that escalates into a final crescendo. Now, before I saw the film, maybe about a week before I saw the film, I went back and reread the tweets. And I also, there's on YouTube, if you type in hashtag the story, there's quite a few of them, but they're, they're spanning some of them are 20 minutes, some of them are 30 minutes about people reading the tweets, kind of acting it out, which is very entertaining. Um, So reviewing the tweets and then watching the film, they, for the most part, was they adapted the film almost identically to the tweets. There were some things that were left out. I don't think it was too big of a deal that they were left out, but it's not verbatim how it was. Obviously, when you when you are changing a real life story to a screenplay, you have to go back and tweak some things. But for the most part, I think they did a good job of adapting it. Um, I enjoyed the film. I really liked it. My only real comment about it, uh, aside from me liking it, is that I wish it was longer. 
The film's about an hour and 26 minutes. I think that if they would have gave another 20 or 30 minutes, they could have did like some more of those tweets that could have fit in there for whatever reason they didn't. Um, I think the film pushes some, you know, maybe pushes people's comfort levels, but I think they could have pushed it a little bit further just to match the tone of the tweets. I remember reading the tweets and it was just like, damn, what happens next? I can't believe this. You know, you kind of put yourself in Zola's position of, you know, what would you do? How would you feel? You know, her running down the hallway, you know, scared. I kind of felt like I was right. I was right beside her. I don't want to spoil this film. I might say a couple of things about it, but I don't want to ruin it because I feel like this is a film that should be seen if the subject matter interests you or if you were like me and you read the tweets in 2015 and you want to see these tweets come to life. So let's start with, I liked the way the director went about this. Her name is Janixa Bravo. I really liked her way of filming this I like the transitions I think the score was good the music that they that they used was music that was popular in 2015 which it definitely teleported me back to that time so I really appreciated that if you've been to Florida then you they they definitely give you the film the, the feel of Florida the true feel of Florida and they actually filmed in location on location in Florida as well too and it just gives you that like typical Florida feel, even like the way the guys are talking, their appearance is that the is def is definitely Florida. So the way the movie ends, um, I feel like it was I want to say abrupt, but it definitely could have been added on. I feel like if we would have got a true ending or maybe a more explained ending, like I I don't mind endings where it leaves things up to the viewer's, you know, mind, but this is based on a true story. So the viewer wants to know, well, what happens to Zola? What happens to Stephanie? What happens to X? Like we want to know what happened. And Derek, we want to know what happens to all these characters. Do they finally get caught up? Does someone get arrested? Does it get worse? You know, and if you read the tweets from Zola, like I have you under you you know the full story so i feel like if they would have again like i said if they would have gave that extra maybe like 20 minutes or so in the film to give us that insight of what happened it would have been great maybe it would have added to the film some people that are heard their opinion about the film they didn't like the way it ended they wanted a little bit more and those people also didn't read the tweet so they just kind of went in their blind of i like what the movie's about I want to go ahead and I want to go ahead and go watch it. And they did their, their research later on the film. And for me, it was the opposite. So I wouldn't already know what the story was. I just wanted to see like the adaptation on screen. How are they going to turn these actual tweets into, you know, dialogue between characters, how they're going to push the story along. And I do like that they break the fourth wall a bit, not Zola talking directly to the screen, but more so Zola just speaking speaking to the audience, you know, the the opening line of, you know, do you want to know how mean this bitch here fell out? I like that. I also like that, you know, towards the end of the film, we do get Stephanie's point of view and what she thinks, well, what she says in her recollection, re- recollection of what happened. Um, I, I like that view as well, too. Um, regarding some scenes, maybe some of the scenes could have been like a little bit longer, but like I said, overall, I think the film is a good film. It's solid. It's, it's great at showcasing Taylor Page's acting ability. I like how much she dedicated herself to this role. And, you know, it's hard when you are portraying someone 
who is currently still alive. But the good thing about this, you're able to sit down and talk to them and, you know, really get into their mind of how they're supposed to walk, talk, act, dress, be certain mannerisms. And it seemed that Taylor hit that mark, obviously. I also like Raleigh's performance. I think she did a good job. Now, when I was watching it, to me, Raleigh's character seemed like a white girl that's clearly appropriating black culture with her slicked baby edges the way that she's talking with um you know black slang you know I was kind of like some parts of it was kind of cringy and watching interviews with the director and uh Isaiah uh, Asia they that's that, that was their point their point was that we want you to feel a little bit cringe by this character and her obvious you know black appropriation um, but overall, I feel like everybody hit their mark. I feel like um, Coleman Domingo, I feel like his character, you know, when I was watching him on screen, his character was like, oh, there's something about you I don't trust. You know, obviously I read the story, but just his character already. It's like when you meet somebody, you tell them their name. They tell you your na- their name, you tell them theirs. And we didn't get that in the first scene. And Zola says later on, like, he just, I don't know this guy's name till two days later you know and that's to me that's a that's a red flag you know and I liked how Zola's character kept checking with the audience of like okay like for me this was strike one of knowing this girl you know might be lying about something I feel a little bit weird or wrong and I think the part of this film is you know trusting your instincts you know so Zola obviously is a person who's about getting to the bag. You know, she works at a restaurant as a waitress, but she's also a shipper on the side. So she's about, you know, doing what she needs to do to make her money, which, you know, do what you got to do. But obviously Stephanie, Stephanie's character is just like completely out there, kind of like oblivious to things or just she's used to letting people use her. You have givers and takers in this world and clearly... She just lets people take and take and take from her and just lets them do it. So part of me was like, I feel bad for Stephanie's character. But part of me was like, well, I feel bad for what she clearly did to Zola of, you know, lying about the purpose of her being there. When you're calling this person your friend, though you haven't known each other that long. Why, as a woman, are you doing that to a fellow woman? That's very shady. You know, it's very dishonest. Overall, scale of 1 to 10, I think I give this movie an 8 only because I wanted just a little bit more in that ending. I wanted to be to feel complete, not a kind of fill in the blank or yeah, she went back home and that was it. I wanted to know more and if you wanted to if you want to know more about what happened at the end, go ahead and just look up Zola's tweets and read the complete story. She gives a little bit more detail in her tweets, a little bit more of insight, and you get to hear it straight from her and her retelling of the story. I do want to cover some of the trivia facts on the IMDb page. Now, these trivia facts might have some spoilers in them, And if so, this is your warning right now to not listen to this part if you don't want to hear it. So, Raleigh Keogh's portrayal of Stephanie is supposed to make the audience squirm. As co-star Taylor Page put it, her performance is in blackface for the whole film, complete with a black scent. Keogh made it clear that the cultural appropriation was a huge part of the conversation between herself and the director. 
She prepared for the role of Zola, Taylor Page, who was a native of Inglewood, California, worked at Crazy Girls on Sunset and La Brea as a stripper for a month and actually took her clothes off on stage. Page said the job proved both beneficial as research and as a source of income. She said, I actually really needed the money. I was like, fuck it, why not? Why don't I just go in undercover and see what this is like? It turned out to be much more of an emotionally shaping experience than she anticipated. I just wanted to have a sense of agency before I left to this movie. And what better place than working in a strip club where it's eat or be eaten? I didn't want to look like an actor trying to dance. I didn't want to look like a dancer trying to strip. I wanted to look like this person that given circumstances who works at a restaurant and also dances. She also added that she wanted to be completely uninhibited with no judgment. Originally, James Franco was attached to direct, produce, and star in the film, but given what happened with him, it was best that he was removed off of it and he took his name off of it. Bradley Keogh, in a 2021 interview with Sam Sanders on National Public Radio, stated that she had to get special training on how to play a white woman trying very offensively to sound a certain type of black. This film was filmed on location in Tampa, Florida in fall of 2018. Around the time that the tweets were written, James Franco bought the movie rights to bring the story to Hollywood. Riley Keogh was the director's first choice for the role of Stephanie. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Pineapple Rails. If you like this episode, please go ahead and leave me a comment, leave me a review. If you want to follow me on Instagram, the Instagram will be at Pineapple Rails on Instagram. And if you want to email me, please email me at pineapplerails at gmail.com. On the next episode of Pineapple Rails, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to cover. You'll just have to tune in to find out.